Uh, Heavenly Father, God, just want to come to you and just thank you for this incredible weekend uh, and amazing speakers of faithful men uh, and women. Uh, God, and I include their, their wives and, and ladies who help them along the way as well because we would not be as good as we are uh, without them in our lives, God. And uh, But I want to pray over these guys as they discuss their relationship um, that first started in you and spread through each other and, and throughout other men and, and people, God, and just uh, how much of a difference it is when Christ is at the center of those friendships, God. I hope everybody here really takes heart to what is being said, really takes this out, studies it, uh, you know, meditates on it, and puts it into action, God, because the world needs it. The world needs relationships like the type of relationships these men are going to talk about, and uh, we need to be willing to have those relationships and put the work into to making those happen, Lord, and to have faith and, and trust in you throughout those relationships. Um, and I pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Mitch. All right, so like I said, I'm Brian. This is Kyle. Um, we're here from the... Uh, sorry, my computer went to sleep. Um, we're here from the St. Charles County Church. Um, I've known Kyle for about five years now, maybe six, seven. <laughs> He's had a big impact on my life, as you guys can tell. Um, no Kyle for seven years, if you guys didn't know that. I learned too. Um, you know, and as we talked about the first lesson on uh, yesterday or Thursday, I don't know what day it is anymore, uh, we talked about Paul and Timothy, and we talked about the way in which Paul was reached. We talked about the way that he became Paul. He, he, he transformed his life. And then yesterday we talked about how, um, you know, how we can, we can raise up, we can uh, raise new disciples. You know, me and T.C. Brown got to talk about that and just kind of talk about the ways in which we can invest in one another, right? We talk about how we can be, what well, was faithful, available, and trainable, you know? And so I think as we talk about that, you know, the one thing that we have to realize is that we never really do fully arrive. But as we talked about and as we become faithful, available, and trainable, or as we like to call it, fat, it's like we become fat and follow the right diet, you know, we become more prepared to take on that leadership role. You know, and honestly, I kind of feel like we did, the, uh, we did the generational discipleship in reverse here. You know, because the guy that I've learned most about my leadership was Kerry, was from Kerry. You know, and he was kind of talking about that first step. You know, and then the guy that I've probably learned most about how to be a disciple was from TC. And yet today here, we're talking about how Kyle came from, as we like to call him, hot Kyle, to what he's now proclaiming as fat Kyle. <laughs> That's self-proclaimed. I'm not saying it, but Kyle followed the right diet. And honestly, he, uh, he became a man who was prepared to take on that leadership role in our church. You know, and so today that's what we're talking about. We're talking about a practical steps in which way we can take a person from just that, being a disciple to being a member of your group to leadership. That doesn't mean a small group leader. It doesn't mean uh, a minister, a pastor. It doesn't mean anything on staff. Neither one of us are on staff. We're both volunteers within the church. You know, but yet we're talking about ways in which we can have that impact and that we can do that. And we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about Paul and Timothy and the way their relationship as well. You know, but we're going to jump right in. So we're going to talk about some steps and some practical steps of how we can take a leader from just a disciple, from a follower, to then taking them into that leadership position. That's not the right lesson. That's my yesterday's lesson. Because you need to be faithful. Here's the right one. All right. Uh, 2 Timothy 2, 1, and 2, 1 through 2 says, You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses entrusted to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. 
guys, this is something that we need. We never fully arrived, like I said, but I'm going to be honest. Our churches need more than ever people that are willing to lead, people that are willing to take in those roles and those ownership positions to do that. And so that first step that we're going to be talking about today is I do, you watch, and we talk. So all of the steps today are going to be very practical. They're not going to be, I don't have any uh, word play. There's no acronyms like we had yesterday. Simple, practical steps. I do, you watch, we talk. So what does that look like? In this development process, me, it's going to be me and Kyle. I is the mentor, Kyle is the apprentice. I'm not saying that we have it all together. We are very far from perfect. But yeah, we, uh, this is uh, just talking about our relationship and the way that we do. And I act as the mentor in this relationship, just as Paul acted to the mentor to Timothy. You know, and so one of the things that I know is that we all live life. We all work in relationship uh, and in ministry, but one of the things that we do is we, you know, is, is, is we have growth, you know, we have needs. And one of the things that I saw in Kyle, and one of the things that's most needed, is Kyle saw a need and he showed desire. And then I invited him in. And we can see that in the book of Acts with Paul and Timothy. Acts 16, 1 and 2 says, Paul first went to Derby and then to Listeria, where there was a young disciple named Timothy. His mother was a Jewish believer but his father was a Greek. Timothy was well thought of by the believers in Lystra and Iconium. So Paul wanted him to join them on their journey. So this is the first time that we see Paul meets Timothy. So we learn a couple things here. Timothy was uh, born to a Jewish. Uh, he was Jewish, he was, but his father was Greek. So he was already kind of an outcast in, in, in many ways. But the thing that we see here is that he was well thought of by the believers. So he was respected. You know, so when we're looking at that, and I looked at Kyle, and when we first sat down, and I first sat down with Kyle, and I started to talk to him about, hey, man, I really could use somebody to kind of step up and raise up. You know, as we talked yesterday, and I, I hate ever talking about myself, but our small group over the years has grown. And it's grown to a way that we've had to take it from one group to then two groups to then three groups to then four groups over the last five to six years. And when that happens, you need people to kind of raise up and step into that position. You know, and so I see this, and I, I saw a lot of that because Kyle was well thought of. He was, he was respected, just as they're saying Timothy was. You know, and when I look at what it took, and what does this take? So we're going to have an action step, and what does it take? What does this take? It takes commitment. You notice there I didn't say talent or, or great ability. I said I was going to make fun of Kyle for 40 minutes, so I'm going to try not to. Go ahead. Go ahead and do it. She gets it. Um, but I would never probably say Kyle never finds his way to the center of attention. He's never the most energetic one of the room. He's kind of one who, honestly, if you weren't really paying attention, you probably would never see him. And I only say that because despite maybe his timid attitude... He had the respect, and he had this, this respect of the, of the people in our group, of the people in our church. You know, and I could see that in him. Uh, Exodus 3, Exodus 35, 5 says, Whoever has a willing heart, let him bring it as the Lord's offering. So when I was reading that verse, I started thinking about what that really talks about. And what's really, ta what's really happening in this verse is Moses is talking to the people of Israel. I think it's kind of fitting as we're getting ready to build our building, but they were constructing the tabernacle. 
And what's really cool here, and what this verse is talking about, it's not talking about, um, it's not talking just about, you know, giving your items, giving your your possessions. This talks about really giving your talents to God. And and even not talents, but have a, has a willingness to do so. And so what you're seeing here is you're seeing a challenge to those people because, guys, we have a contractor, which is not the crossings way, but we're doing it for the first time. We're hiring somebody to build our building, which is a really cool thing because I'm not RJ. I'm not talented. We'll talk more about that. But what they're doing here is they're expecting God's people to build this, this building. And so they're saying, I don't need journeymen. I don't need, I need willing hearts. You know, and so I think about that. <laughs> I do think about, you know, the work days that we used to have at the old building on May Road. And one of the days I went up and, like I said, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not a carpenter. And I remember going up to the work day and I think I probably even tried to dress the part and look the part. I think I even put some stuff on my clothes, you know, just to make sure. I didn't, I didn't paint a mustache on or anything. Uh, Jonathan's here, so. <laughs> I had this when I was like 15, so. Just wanted to get that one in there. Uh, but RJ kind of uh, pointed at me, and he, he handed me, and it's the simplest of thing, he handed me a caulk gun, and he said, hey, go into this classroom and, and just caulk all the, all, the, uh, all the trim. And I came out, and I was, I had more caulk on me than on the, than on the walls. And RJ was like, you didn't really know what you were doing there, did you? <laughs> he goes, hey, why don't we give somebody else, because we only have so many tubes of that. And you're wasting money. You know, and so I was willing. That room, you know, we sold it and they're still using it. And uh, what I did, did help. Um, though I found something else to do that day. Um, but yet there was a willingness. You know, and I saw that in Kyle. I've seen that in guys like Mitch. I've seen that in all the ways in which our church is working. Second Chronicles 16.9 says, For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. And what I think is really cool about that is, guys, some of those talents, some of those abilities are going to come when you have a faithfulness, when you have a willingness to serve. I have seen Kyle go from an inability to say words in front of people that is true. to getting ready to make his CMU debut. Hold that off. I don't know how well he's going to do here. <laughs> They've got my sub in the hallway, just so you I guys got, know. I've got somebody ready to tag in. If you see a hook, don't be surprised. Um, <laughs> but it took him from a guy who, honestly, I, I like to make fun of Kyle because he's from the middle of nowhere. He grew up without running water. It's not true. <laughs> he rode cows to school. I had a car. Okay. Its name was Bessie. We grew up very differently. I mean, we had a lot of similar struggles, but Kyle grew up a little bit more rural. I grew up in the city. So we did have a lot of very big differences there. And I, I saw Kyle grow from that, that country boy to still country boy, um, but I see him serving. 
And guys, I'm just telling you right now, our churches need you guys more than ever. We need more people who are willing to step up. And I'm talking to you who are, being, who are just comfortable being members of our churches. I've been there. I came to the church, and we talked about it yesterday, where when I came to the church, I like RJ, man. We went on the holidays. We went when it was most important. And when I joined the church, I was like, man, I'm here every Sunday. What else do you want from me? How many times have you guys said that? I'm here on Sunday. I go to my Bible time. I go to the thing throughout the week, but what else are you doing in your life to impact our churches? You know, when I saw Kyle, maybe he didn't have the talent. He didn't have some of those things, but he had a willing heart. And I would take that over the most gifted speaker in the world every day. You know, and so I kind of, I, I, I joked with Kyle. I said, hey, this first point's about you watching. So why don't you just, you sit back. I've done that, right? And I've you listen. Um, but I did just want to ask Kyle, you know, Kyle, as you were, as you were watching, not just me, but the other men of the church, as you were watching ministry before you, how do you feel like that helped your development? Yeah, and I think this is, this is a really big thing for me, especially whenever I first got asked to do this track. You know, and looking at the names that I was speaking with or going to be speaking after, you know, mostly speaking after, watching Carrie and TC go first, and then TC and Brian. And from the moment I first walked into the church, you know, Carrie was on me. You know, he was the type of man who wanted to meet you. He wanted to, to be involved in, in your life. He wanted to, to know your name. You know, and from that moment, I've known Carrie. I've gotten to see the the drive, the, the faithfulness, the fruit that comes from all that, you know. And from the moment I entered into Brian's even line of sight, you know, as far as like being able to study the Bible, TC then sought me out. You know, Danny has Easter at his, if you're, if you're from the crossings, you know, you know about Easter at Danny's. And I remember going to my first one and TC, I'd never seen him in my entire life, but TC knew my name and he knew all about me and he came and found me, you know, and he, he wanted to tell me every last story about Brian. So, so I got all the goods immediately. Like, I mean, before I'd even studied the Bible, I knew what Brian had been, like, been all about. So like, I knew all those things. But over the time, like, I got to see the faithfulness of, T of Carrie, of TC, even like, being in Brian's group, I got to see the faithfulness. I got to see the drive. I got to see the fruit that came from all those things. And Hebrews 13, 7 says, remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. And you read that verse. And for me, it's like, how can I read that verse and see the fruit, see the faithfulness and not want to be a part of that? You know, and, and I saw that. And, and for me, it's like, I just, I want to be a part of that. I want that in my life. You know, I come from much like Brian, I have daddy issues, you know, and I never wanted kids. But when I first started coming around, I, I lived with Chuck and Steph Hoffman, who are uh, two of our junior high leaders, and I got to see them be parents. You know, I got to see that faith there. That faith impacted me. That faith helped me grow. And I have two amazing boys who, you know, I never would have dreamed of having. You know, that faith moved me in a lot of ways, and it should move us. It should make us want to act. And so that verse speaks to me directly and, and seeing that, seeing like Brian specifically as the media leader, you know, he had to take that on his shoulders. You know, he had it and then he gave it to Matt and then Matt went on a church plant and he had to take it back and that, that weight was on him. You know, we have a few people who volunteer and, and do an amazing job, but like that was a great weight. And for me, like even to start out, I saw that and I was like, hey, I see that you're doing a lot there. You're also leading a group. You're also a part of, part of a zone at the crossings. We have our leaders be a part of another small group. Like, I saw those things. It's like, hey, why don't you let me help you? You know, why don't you let me come in there and be a part of those things? And so that's like, that. I went to 
as a single man, I went to the marriage retreat, you know, and I think I had maybe two weeks of training <laughs> as a sound engineer, and I, I tried to do my best so the married men and married men could could be a part of. We the could do married people stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that. Thanks, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> but seeing those things is what drove me to want to be a part of that. Absolutely. So he saw he saw a need, and he wasn't comfortable just sitting in that. And I'm going to be honest, I guarantee you some of you in this room are comfortable sitting in that. So, you know, to end this point, I just want to, I want to ask the question of why aren't you willing to give back? We have all been rescued from something. And so that should push us and drive us to want to give that back. So firstly, I do, you watch, we talk. Now we grow a little bit. And then second one is I do, you help, we talk. So in this second step, I've kind of already established like, hey, Kyle, I kind of want you to take on, you know, a little bit more. I want you to start helping. I want you to start paying attention to what's going on. And we also see this. We're going to pick back up in Acts 16, 4 and 5. Timothy, we pick up there with Timothy, and uh, it says, They went from town to town instructing the believers to the followers the decisions made by the apostles and elders in Jerusalem. So the teachers were strengthened in their faith and grew larger every day. So this is, this is right after. This is right where we picked back up. He saw a guy that was willing, and he invited him in. And then they went along. He went alongside him helping. And we see that the churches are going to grow. Guys, when we have that willing heart, we're definitely going to be, we're going to see an opportunity here. We're going to see, honestly, I struggle with organization. I struggle with communication. Honestly, everything that basically a good leader should be, I struggle with. And Kyle does really well at it. You know, and it was, it was honestly something when, when I looked at Kyle that he, you know, he, 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 he demanded that from me. You know, so what does this take? It takes delegation, and that, that is one of my biggest struggles. I'm a procrastinator, and so I don't like to take my procrastination and then throw that on other people. So I find myself doing way more than I should because it's the morning of, and how can I text people and say I need help? You know, and this was a struggle, and honestly, because of the things, I think some of my best years, and I grew more when I had Kyle in my group, <clears throat> than I ever had because he taught me and when he left I felt the biggest void I've ever seen leave because I was like my guys were like hey when's guy time I was like Kyle didn't tell you (laughs) (laughs) Kyle where's it at what are we covering what time what are you doing (laughs) and honestly I would have loved to have kept him you know, we see this, and we're going to also talk a little bit about Jesus and his ministry. Matthew 4.19 says, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. So he invited his disciples along with him. You know, and, and you know, one of the things that, you know, I never look at timelines, you know, and think about it. You know, and sometimes it's like, oh, well, Matthew 4 says this, but Matthew 5 says this. Was that one day? Was that two days? Was that three days? Was that a year? And guys, you know that the disciples weren't really sent out in a ministry or, or really given any official tasks for almost a year in their walk with Jesus. Now things came up. Organically, they're going to come up. And I think unless we're willing to delegate, unless we're willing to, to assign those roles, so what does this look like? What does this look like in, in, our, in our walk? 
Well, I started giving Kyle tasks. I started saying, hey, man, we have to have communion every Sunday at our small group. Can you, can you start to schedule that? I'm not even going to ask. I'm going to show up, and I'm just going to assume that when I say, hey, it's time for communion, someone's going to start talking. <laughs> and there's going to be bread, and there's going to be juice, and there's going to be a lesson, and there's going to be a song, and I'm not even going to think about it. And I think one of the first few times it didn't happen, I said, hey, who's got communion? And I kind of sat there, and no one said. So I just started talking. You know, and that's where that third part of it is, and I, I didn't cover this in the first part, but I do, you help, we talk. You know, as we start to assign those things, there's going to be times when we have to reflect. So I have just kind of three basic debriefing questions that I kind of wanted to, to throw out. What worked? What didn't work? And what can we improve? So I come from, I work in tech, and we have things called scrums. And they're like daily meetings that should be 15 minutes because we all got a lot of work to do. And those are like basically the same questions that I'm asked in my scrum calls. What are you doing? What went well? What troubles do you have? And, and things obviously come from that. You know, but in this way, it starts talking about, hey, I assigned you this. You know, hey, what happened here? Where was the drop of communication? How can we get this to be a little bit better? How can we direct this in a way? You know, and even sometimes it's Kyle talking to me, and honestly, I felt a lot of challenge from him at times when he said, hey, man, I, you probably should have you probably should have gotten that communication out earlier. You probably shouldn't have said that. You were a little mean. <laughs> Never been mean. <laughs> or maybe you weren't mean enough. That's probably more That's what it was. <laughs> but yet it was that time that we could look back and we could say, hey, what's going on? Hey, where are you at? Because if you're not willing to do that, man, we're not going to progress into that leadership. So secondly, Kyle's now helping here a little bit. Uh, Kyle, what did you learn as you began to be exposed to leadership and kind of started to, to kind of yeah, see Kyle. that? Woo! Thank you for that. Um, no, I, I just seeing seeing just the, I guess, the burden, you know, seeing the opportunity that is there, seeing how much goes on when it becomes, when you become a leader, you know, because whenever I first came around, I can honestly say that I'd never thought about being a leader, right? I, those those. That term never once crossed my mind because, as Brian has alluded to, I'm, pro I'm, I'm like inwardly terrified being up in front of you guys right now. <laughs> the first time I ever got up on stage at church, my hand was shaking so bad, and I was talking so fast, and I was not breathing. <laughs> <laughs> I did an opening, and that's supposed to be like maybe two minutes, and I'm surprised I didn't pass out on stage. <laughs> you know, and so those, the thought of being up here, the thought of being in front of anyone talking, just terrified me but just to see like the burden there to see see the need the, the opportunity to to show up in those ways like it's like it once again you know that hebrews 13 7 verse like why would i not want to step up when i know that i can when i know the opportunity is there you know the it's just is a lot but i also did start to learn a little bit about humility you know about challenge um you know i think by the time i started doing some of these things i think i was maybe two years in and lucky to be two years in because I was very stubborn, very hard-headed, very prideful. And I had many, many, uh, let's call them conversations with Brian and his wife, Leah. And I am truly grateful for them and 
and just their faithfulness and their just willingness to go along because it's not easy to be a leader and to speak truth into people's lives, to challenge those things. And so like getting to be a part of that, getting to, to experience that at an even deeper level, like I'm taking these tasks. And now he's even not only challenging me and encouraging me and, and watching my walk, but like he's challenging me in ways I can grow as into potential maybe leadership sometime. And so there was it was a lot of humility, a lot of challenge, a lot of just opportunity. All right, so like we said, I do, you watch, we talk. I do, you help, we talk. And now thirdly, we start in a transition, and it is you do, I help, we talk. You know, so practically, what does this look like in this step? Well, in this step, I'm starting to hand Kyle more responsibility, not just maybe in charge of one thing, but maybe I'm just going to do the, the, at a small group time, maybe I'll do the announcements or the, hey, let's get together, guys, and then Kyle has a lesson. Or I started to... Um, as we would have guys come around and say, hey, man, this is going to be your guy. You're going to study with this guy. You're going to lead this guy. You're going to walk alongside this guy. You know, that's one of the things that's most important. You know, one of the things that we believe here at the Crossings more than ever is that discipleship starts, you know, at sitting down and looking at the Word of God and saying, what does that mean for my life? But then also, too, afterwards, you know, in a baptism and in that surrendering, it doesn't just end there. You know, we have a book that we follow, which is a baby believer's... It, I mean, I don't know the name of it, to be honest. It had many names we changed. It's baby believers of something. It had something weird at the end, but I think we got rid of that. Um, it's a great book. The content, I just don't know the name. Um, but we would task guys, hey, after a baptism, this is now what you're going to be going through with this person, and you're going to be walking alongside of them one-on-one -on -one and doing this. You know, and if you think about when you have growth in your ministries... I mean, I can't do, or you as a leader can't do that with, with five guys, with six guys, with two guys. Man, that can be even harder. You know, and so when you have someone who you can lean on and you can say, hey, I'd like for you to do this, you know, do it. <laughs> and Kyle took that and he ran with it. Um, we see this in, in Timothy. Philippians 2.22 says, but you know how Timothy has proved himself. Like a son with his father, he has served with me in preaching the good news. You know, Kyle started to become a guy who was looked at early on. And as he went, people continued to follow him. He continued to, to learn and to grow. And he continued, I saw him start to invest in other people, you know, within our group and getting there. Uh, Matthew 9, 35-38 says, Jesus traveled through all of the towns and villages of that area, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. We saw the crowds. He had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. He said to his disciples, The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into the field. Like Kyle said, this is hard. You know, leadership can be hard. Whether that's leading just a single person, leading a ministry. Do I have any uh, children's ministers or, or people who work in children's ministry here? How many times have you gotten that text at like 8.30? Hey, I can't be there. It's hard. We've been there. I would ask who sent that text, but I'll call you guys out. It can be hard, and sometimes when you get those, you're like, man, I don't want to do this. I just want to quit. I want to give up. I've all been there. I've been there in leadership. I know my wife's been there in leadership. I can say most of the people in this room. I know TC has been there. Thinking, is this, is this really what it takes? So when we're doing this, when we're starting to assign that, what does that take? It takes a reaffirmation. 
You know, and we see this right here in 2 Timothy 1, 7. It says, For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. You know, and in this verse, we see Paul, he's talking with Timothy. And Paul, you know, and it's funny, we talk about timid. And I kind of described that word as Kyle for Kyle earlier. But Paul saw the timidity that was in Timothy. He saw that he was holding back. He was a little bit afraid. You know, and Timothy honestly knew that. I, I knew that. I've known that. You know, I've grown as well in my faith and in my walk and in my ability and my, you know. But I too could be someone who would much rather be in the back helping over there, making sure that the recording's going right. Man, that's my. Devin, you want to switch, brother? <laughs> sure? Okay. Um, so I, I, I could feel that, you know, but God wanted Timothy to know that this fear wasn't from the God he served. You know, it wasn't from when we talk about being faithful. This is that time where faith comes into it. And sometimes you have to sit down with your leader because sometimes, man, we all, things don't go well. You know, we've, we've all given a lesson where we got done or we've all talked with somebody and been like, man, I really shouldn't have said that. Make eyes with Mitch there. I'm going to talk about him a little bit. Yes. There was a, he got assigned a, a lesson at a high school camp. And Mitch gets up there, and man, it is going terribly. <laughs> if anyone was there. Huh? No, he'll never live it down. But I also, I mean, I'm going to respect this. I'll, I'll give this to Mitch. Mitch says, hey, I just want to start over, guys. Like halfway through the lesson, it's not going well. And he's like, I, can we just time out? I'm going to collect myself. I'm going to get back together there. But it can be hard. You know, and so sometimes we have to pull that person aside and say, hey, you know, I know there was guys that said, hey, Mitch, man, that didn't go over so well. <laughs> this is what I think we could do differently. This is how we can do it better. You know, and I've seen Mitch grow from that. I've seen the same thing in Kyle to say that he's never, I've never had to say, hey, man, I don't know if I would do that there. And so I see two steps in this passage is that first, like I said, this is not from God. You know, and so what does that mean? You know, when we have that fear, God didn't instill that in us. You know, Satan's working to instill that in us. It could be our past. You know, I have a really, really hard time in, like I said yesterday, in, in being emotionally available. You know, and some of that comes from my past. You know, thinking, who's the next person that's going to leave me? You know, I remember when me and my wife first said, I love you. I looked at her and I said, I'm more than like you. Because I had such a hard time saying that word. You know, because here I am thinking I'm going to let this woman into my life and she's going to walk away at some point. You know, because that's honestly all I'd ever seen. You know, and so it took guys like TC, it took guys like Carrie to let me know that God didn't do that. God didn't put that in me. God gave me the ability to, to give my whole heart to others. So this is not from God. The question is understanding what God has given us. You know, and so you need to look and think, what has God given you? You know, and secondly, you know, just to know that, um, sorry, the first one is understanding what's been given to you. And then the second one is, to know this is not from God. You know, so what has he given you? What talents, what abilities has he given you? And, and honestly, man, Kyle asked to do this. You know, Kyle, when it, when it came to stepping in and, and starting to follow that leadership, 
What was that like for you? Uh, I think in just the, the spirit of the you do, I help, we talk type thing, you know, I remember starting to lead guide times, you know, starting to lead cell, our cell groups on Sundays and, and even like starting to have some of the conversations with the guys that were a little more deeper in my life, it, you know, for guide time is a good example. You know, Brian was, was writing a lot of the lessons, you know, and that was an opportunity for, for him to show me how he would write a lesson, how he would structure it based off of what we were reading, you know, and how to structure that and think about the, the men that were in our, in our group, the, the people in our group to be able to allow God to speak the most, you know, and, and being intentional in all the things that we do there, you know, and then even getting to, to go do those things and maybe botching it a time or two, maybe, like Brian said, saying the things that I shouldn't say sometimes or, or even going about communicating things the right way you know and then getting to go and have those talks and again like it is it does go back to a lot of that humility because like i said those talks didn't always go well i may have been prideful in a lot of those things but there's always that desire to to seek that back out but i think just the the co-mingling i guess uh, of just seeking him out and all the things asking how how am i doing how's it going you know and and constantly asking for that kind of thing all right, so we got I do, you watch, we talk. I do, you help, we talk. Third, you do, I help, we talk. And fourthly, you do, I watch, we talk. Yep, and so I think this was, uh, this is my, my section. Finally, I get to, get to put it all out there. Um, so whatever, so I was, you know, I was doing a lot of those things. I asked to be able to, to lead guide times. I asked to be able to lead cells. I asked to do those things because I wanted to help shoulder that burden. I wanted to, to be able to take control, to, not control, but like step up in my walk with God. Like I wanted to take that opportunity. And so, you know, I got to do those things. I got to walk through that, but Brian was always there. You know, he was, he was always a part of it. He was always writing the lessons. And then we get into probably one of the last years of my, like, of my time in his group and like we're getting we're literally getting ready to send out a, a church plant and so this is at the point where brian and i are having this talk it's like all right well now now it's your turn like you're gonna start writing lessons you're gonna start doing these things you know and um it was that opportunity to really really step out there you know i think first thessalonians 3 1 through 8 you know it said it reads uh finally when we could stand it no longer we decided to stay alone in athens and we sent timothy to visit you he is our brother and god's co-worker in proclaiming the good news of christ we sent him to strengthen you, to encourage you in your faith, and to keep you from being shaken by the troubles you're going through. But you know that we are destined for such troubles. Even while we were with you, you were warned uh, that the troubles would soon come, and they did, as well as you know. This, the, uh, that is why when I could bear it no longer, I sent Timothy to find out whether your faith was still strong. You know, and here, there it is right there. I sent Timothy to find out whether your faith was still strong. You know, he goes on to say, I was afraid that the temper... You'd got, or the temper had gotten the best of you and that our work had been useless. But now Timothy has just returned bringing us good news about your faith and love. He reports that you always remember our visit with joy and that you want to see us as much as we want to see you. So we have been greatly encouraged in the midst of our troubles and suffering. Dear brothers and sisters, because you have remained strong in the faith, it gives us new life uh, to know that you are standing in, firm in the Lord. And so this is the opportunity. We're getting ready to send out a church plant, you know, and, and Brian and Leah, our small group leaders, they were a part of that group that was helping to build out that plant team. And so they were they were taking that time to to build that team. They, were, they weren't a few guy times or a few cells. And so here I am, my first guy time, sitting in front of these guys. Brian's no longer there. I've written the lesson, and it's like deer in headlights, right? It's like, oh, 
wow, I, this all this weight, it's here finally. I've got men in the group who are older than me. I've got men who have children. I've got men who come from different walks of life. And here I am, this, you know, I was, I'm 32 now. I was probably, you know, I wasn't 30 yet. How am I going to talk to these men? You know, how am I going to do these things? And that weight kept, came crashing down, despite the fact that Brian had, you know, in, in the same sense, Paul sends Timothy. Brian was doing that with me. He sent me to do these things. I had the opportunity to do them. You know, and, and it takes, you know, it takes moving into that, that investment, that accountability, that humility section there. You know, what does it take? I had to invest my time in God's word. I had to invest in making sure that I was rooted in those things, you know, and then getting to go back to that um, you do, I watch, we talk thing. You know, there were times when Brian was there, and when he did, we did talk about how it was going, but I, even when he wasn't there, I got to go back to him. I got to go talk about the things that were going on. I would share my lesson with him and talk about how I'd go through it. You know, all those things and uh, get to get to basically be built up in that. You know, Proverbs 27, 17 reads, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And this is that moment. Yeah, I'm getting to step forward. You know, Timothy's getting to step forward. In Acts 17, you know, Paul is sent away from Berea because, you know, the, the, the crowd's become riled up and, and they don't want any harm to come to Paul. So uh, Silas and Timothy are there, you know, and that's their opportunity to shine. That's the opportunity to step forward and keep continuing the ministry that Paul was preaching there. You know, obviously Paul called them back to join as quickly as he could, as he could but they were there in ministry. And so I had to step forward, you know, and, and, and do those things. But then again, you know, it's always looking at that we talk section. Mm -hmm. I, I knew I had to go back. I, I, I crave that, you know, and, and we'll talk in a second about like how that became a little bit of a handcuff for me, but... That was an opportunity, and I, I think for everyone here, you know, when you do get into those steps, like realizing again that Hebrews thirteen seven, like passage, you can look at your leaders, you know they're there, you know the struggles they've gone through, you know the things that they're doing, they're there for us to to be able to utilize and lean on and, and grow with, like that opportunity to talk was so important, you know, and I, I leaned on it a lot, and it helped me grow a lot, and and once again that. Uh, Proverbs 11, 2 also reads, when pride comes, then comes disgrace, but humility comes with wisdom, you know, and having the humility to, to realize that I'm going to fail, you know, there's going to be room to improvement, and, you know, if I can get my bonus points for today, our, our, our yearly theme is I'm being equipped, <laughs> um, you know, I, as an opportunity for me to be equipped and, and learn how to be a leader, how to be someone who's going to bring God into that room and allow God to work, you know, and Questions I asked a lot and questions, you know, that we've kind of talked about is like, what can I do better? You know, how would you have done this? You know, what did I do well even? And, and allowing those things to permeate the conversation. Um, Brian talked about how his scrum calls would be 15 minutes. Our scrum calls would probably be like two hours. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's, I mean, that's where it was. And, and I think when we look at, we look at ministry, it doesn't, there's not, you know, each person grows in a different timeline, you know, and, and taking that time, realizing that he's there for me. God put him in my life for a reason. He's a, he's a tool that God's given me to, to grow, and, and I want to utilize that. I need to be mindful of his time for his family and his wife, obviously, but, um, yeah. For but I also think, guys, as, a, as the leader, this can be one of the hardest steps. You know, it's really hard once we finally, you know, and, and we're still there. You know, it's really hard to kind of sit back. You know, I do remember going to, um, you know, or watching Kyle disciple someone or, you know, and, and sometimes we have to let them fail. You know, I think that's one of the biggest things that we have to know here. 
is that, man, there are times as, a, as, as, a, as someone you are, are, are investing in, someone that you are, I guess, apprenticing, you know, that you have to look at and you have to let them know, man, this isn't going so well, but I'm going to let it happen and we're going to talk. And we're going to talk about it afterwards and we're going to do those three debriefing questions again. Hey, what did you think worked here? What do you think didn't work? You know, and you can kind of start to see because sometimes you can think something went really well. You know, and so if you don't have those conversations, you're not prepared to have those conversations, you know, then you're honestly, man, you might as well just send them out to the fire. You know, and so I think for us, it was always, you know, it was just something that I know was very vital, you know, in that relationship and still is very vital today, which leads us to our last point, which is um, you do, someone else watches. Yeah, and this... Yeah, it's been mentioned a couple times this weekend, but this came right, right as COVID hit. You know, I got to, we, my wife and I got our, our small group in 2020, and we got to have January and February, and that was it. <laughs> we, we get, we get going like things are going great. These are people we've been doing ministry with. These are people that we've already been investing in that have been put in our small group. And then all of a sudden, COVID hit. The government's telling you if you're within 10 feet, you're going to die. If you're within 10 feet of someone else, you're going to die, basically. Like I remember being, um, remember being out of toilet paper, right? Everyone was running out of toilet paper, and uh, one of the, one of my friends, Chris, he went to go buy an industrial pack of uh, toilet paper and dropped it off at our, dropped half off at our door, and he was 20 feet in my my front yard, <laughs> instead of being there talking to us, and that's just where we were, you know. And it was also the worst toilet paper ever, guys. It, was, <laughs> it like wasn't even one ply, half ply, <laughs> at best. Sorry. I'm, I'm watching. It did the job. It did the job. <laughs> but we were in a place where we got released, you know, and, and we're getting, we're getting, seems like we're gaining steam. We're gaining unity within our group. We're gaining these, these, these things. We're starting to get to experience that someone else watches part of it, you know, and then COVID hits and things just don't seem to be going well, you know, and, and for me, I've got that, that handcuff almost in, in a way, you know, I feel like once again, I, I talk about how, our scrum calls would last an hour. I feel like I was calling Brian at least twice a week about situations I knew was coming up or how to do things, and it's like an hour-long call. Like, hey, how do I handle this? What do I do here? You know, and it, it got to the point, and, and that's not bad. Obviously, I want to seek his attention. I want to seek his, his advice, his wisdom, his experiences, all those things. But I also need to need to realize that God has equipped me with a lot of tools. You know, him being one of them. You know, a lot of the men in our, in our lives that we have. Oh, he's a tool. <laughs> but God has God has equipped me already. You know, I have got I've got His Word, I've got the Spirit, I've got all these things with me, and I had to to get to a place where I realized I had those there. You know, I, I could I could do the work that God called me to do if I was willing to have faith in where I had come from and what I was doing. First Timothy 6.12 reads, Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made a, your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. You know, fight the good fight of the faith. I, I needed to do those things. Take hold of the eternal life. Take, Find confidence. Find joy. Find just the push to do those things in God's word and, and what he's called me to do. And, and the experiences have overcome because... Out here, I was someone who couldn't. I was much like Brian. I, I'd much rather be sitting where Devin is right now. Maybe I'd find a way to get a longer cord and be back there in that corner so you couldn't even see me. You know, and here I am standing in front of my own group, you know, standing there 
I've got my wife, obviously, and she's amazing, you know, my beautiful wife. Um, but, like, it, it, it's just you feel alone, you know. But then to realize that I've got men, I've got tools, I've got all those things. Um, Mark 6, 7 says, And he called his 12 disciples together and began sending them out two by two, giving them authority to cast out evil spirits. And that just also plays along into that. You know, that's, that's to say, like, I've got them. Uh, we, we, the Crossings Church, we've got our, our, our leadership is all within our own small groups that we call zones. And I've got plenty of men. I've got, you know, like Brian, I've got Mitch, I've got Chris, all these guys who are there who, who have been doing this for far longer than me, you know, and, and have so many, so many things, you know, and I've got them next to me. But then I also get to take that next step. I get to, to look into my own group. I get to see the fruit that is being, you know, bore there, bear there. Um, you know, and I get to, to start raising up people there. I get to start finding the joy in the ministry there. I get to start seeing some of the hurts. I get to, to start talking about my experiences and raising people up there. And it's just, it really has the last two and a half years. It's been a joy. There have been a lot of hurts, a lot of heartaches. But I think getting to do that, and, and I, I'm hoping, you know, maybe if we have this track a few years later and they let me come back and talk, you know, if I don't completely botch this, maybe I get to have a generation five here. You know, it doesn't stop with me. It keeps going. And that's, that's the plan, right? God calls us to seek and save the lost, to baptize all the nations, you know, in his name. And like, that's the next step. I get to take those experiences, those, those struggles, the, everything I've learned and I get to push them forward. You know, I get to share the good news. Um, and it's just, it's been it's been hard. It's been been a struggle. At times, it can feel alone, but I know that I have many men and women there fighting, and I also get to see a lot of the joys. Mm-hmm. You know, guys, just to kind of wrap it up, I think, you know, when we talk about these steps, you know, there's not a set timeline here. You know, this isn't a okay. Well, you got six months to do this, one year to do that. I mean, I think it all does depend on you know the heart and the person. You know, but I also think that. You know, when we follow those steps, it's, it's, it's vital. You know, I think when we were putting together this track, one of the things Kerry talked about is that he was talking with other, other churches and, you know, and they were saying, I don't, I don't know if we have, if I can find four generations of disciples. Maybe not in a family. You know, some of us were born in the church. I know we weren't, but some of us were. You know, and so they were saying, like, well, I don't know if we would have, if we'd be able to put four generations of disciples on a, on, a, on a stage or a, a classroom. You know, and so I think following these steps, and I'm not up here, we're not up here giving our story to say that we've, we are the shining example, that we're the, we're the answer. You know, we look to God's Word to see what we've learned from, but I also think when you look at it practically, you can see that this can be done. And it can take people who are, who are messed up, who come from a lot of, a lot of junk, you know, people who came from a lot of good, like Carrie did. You know, and we can meld all that together. You know, and we can create something really cool. And we can see people who have gone out on church plants. You know, and, and one of the guys I think about is Michael over there. Michael was uh, probably, I don't know if I would say one of the, I didn't expect him to be my friend when he came to my small group. <laughs> but I didn't expect him to be my friend when he came to my small group. When I found out Michael was coming to the group, I was like, well, he'll be here for a little while, and then he'll go somewhere else, and we'll say hi at church. But Michael came in, and man, he, he you know, so Michael, you, you come up for me. Um, and then Michael talked to me about going on our last church plant. 
you know, and this is another guy. I maybe didn't reach Michael or or get to, you know, I got to disciple him right before he went on our church plant, and I get to go out and I get to watch him from an hour away, two hours away, and see him doing incredible things. So I'm going to have Michael close us out with a prayer, and then uh, I think we got some barbecue. I don't know if it's brisket, so with RJ, you might have to leave. It's just pork. Um, all right, so let's pray. All right, Father, I, I just want to, you know, pray that, you know, we can really take to heart this class. I know for me, like, these two guys up here, you know, I got to see a lot of that kind of back and forth going going through things, making sure uh, Kyle was really built up when I was in the group because I, I know, like, I kind of came in during that time where this relationship was building, this, you know, this really ability to like uh you know put 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 was what was needed in Kyle for you know the future and it it's crazy to think like I I mean I don't even know if I would have been able to go on the plant if it wasn't for these two because I feel like I was able to personally like benefit from what was going on at the time and I just pray that you know we can all hope to become those people, become those leaders, and just really build each other up so that we can have more stories like this, more abilities to like really show what God is doing in our lives and uh, continue to grow his church and keep that, uh, keep that faith strong. Uh, it's in your son's name I pray. Amen.